did it tell you how to how to time me or I figured it out. Okay. You just done. let me. Yeah. I'll just watch. <laughs> it's ten, three, and one. Left. Yes. Okay. So we'll do that. Ten, we'll do it that left, way. Three left and one left. All right. Cool. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, hi, my name is Allison. I'm a compulsive eater. Hi, hi Allison. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, qualified and abstinent for uh, over 10 years. I'm maintaining a weight loss of 105 pounds. So I'm still a compulsive eater. You know, am I a compulsive overeater? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, when I, kind of the gauge of being a compulsive overeater is um, am I eating more than my body requires? If I'm maintaining true body weight, then theoretically, I'm, I'm not overeating, but I still eat in a very compulsive way. I, I still have very compulsive ideas about food. I, I'm very compulsive about a lot of things. And I'm really happy to have this subject, abstinence and the food plan, because I give a lot of thought to both of those notions, and I give a lot of thought to my food. And, I, you know, I, I worry coming in here, so first of all, this is such a wonderful venue, and if anybody ever hears this from the region, thank you for taking such good care of us. It's really beautiful here. Um, and I, I come from the San Fernando Valley Inner Group, which is down in Southern California. Uh, and um, so I have friends here, and I'm really grateful that you're here. And if I bore you, I'm really sorry, because I know you've heard it before, and I don't have any other story. And after 10 years, it kind of sounds the same. But I really appreciate your support, so thank you. Um, I give a lot of I give a lot of thought to food. I give a lot of thought to my food. I give a lot of thought to my abstinence. I think about it, you know, almost the first thing in the morning um, because it's really critical to me. I had a very rude awakening. Well, you know what? Realistic, relatively, theoretically, and in reality, I had some very rude awakenings um, last night. I learned that um, one of our fellows in the San Fernando Valley had um, committed suicide, and he, he was one of us. And the, this is no joke, right? Compulsive eating, compulsive overeating, this is no joke. I take it very seriously. And when I hear something like that, which I've heard several times before, this is not the first time this has happened, that it's taken somebody out, you know, it's just really clear to me, he couldn't hear God because his demons were so loud. Like, I have demons in my head. That disease is in my head. And when I wake up in the morning, the voices can be loud if I'm not willing to, to, to ask for help. You know, however, whatever spin you want to put on it, I, I have a power greater than myself. I ask him to restore me to sanity and to keep me abstinent for this day. I, you know, I get up in the morning, I say that third step prayer. Sometimes I don't even remember saying it, but by now it's a discipline. I've disciplined myself to admit that I'm a compulsive overeater and that I need help, and I still need help. Um, I still have demons in my head who will get triggered and get very loud if I'm stepping away from what works. And I guess that is kind of the point of my food plan. I eat what works most of the time. Most of the time. It's not always possible. So um, I do want to... Um, Bought you a bunch of tickets <laughs> so you can win some money. <laughs> Buy food. Um, my abstinence is three meals a day, two snacks if I need them, no recreational sugar, and no deep fried food. And I'm very grateful when I came into program 
Um, there is a, I, I know, and I'll say it here, there's a, a speaker in our San Fernando Valley intergroup who gives this um, talk on the ABCs of abstinence, and you can actually download it, and she actually kind of has a little bit of a, of a travel. Um, she's fabulous, fabulous. And my sponsor said to me when I first came into program, uh, you listen to that, you go to that, you listen to it. And she really helped me put some clarity around abstinence versus food plans. And she said, you know, when you're creating, a, when you're creating an abstinence, a definition of abstinence, um, it's really important that it be like a loose cloak, that it be a garment to protect you, not a straitjacket, a garment to protect you so that even on your worst days, you can stay protected within it. Uh, my food, and, and that's what I did. So I chose three meals a day, two snacks. My, because my sponsor, when I asked her to be my sponsor, she said, do you think you could do three meals a day and one snack? And I burst out crying. I said, no, I couldn't. You know, I'm 45 years old. Well, today I'm 56. And I could not, I could not, or at least the, the demons, the diseases in my head told me I could not eat three meals a day and two snacks. What's the reality now? Three meals a day. You know, I rarely have a snack, but I do have snacks. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I, I do need them. I always need them. Sometimes my body needs them. Sometimes maybe my head needs them a little bit more. Maybe my heart needs it a little bit more. You know, in, in AA, we open up that book, and, and I'm not an alcoholic. I, I didn't want to sound too defensive there. Um, in AA, because, <laughs> you know, I, I, mean, I, have, I, I will tell you, I, you know, I took drugs and drugs and drugs and drugs and laxatives for so many years. That was my abstinence, you know, and my food plan was drive through because I didn't know any other way. I didn't know what I needed until I walked into these rooms. What I need, of course, is accountability and I need discipline and I need to eat foods that are really, really healthy. So, um, so Sherry said... I'm just bouncing all over the place. Come with me. Uh, yeah. I feel good today. Um, so Sherry said it has to be something that even on my worst of days I can. So that's why I said three meals a day, two snacks, if I need them. If I need them. That, you know, that has become very important because sometimes I think, do I really need a snack? You know, am I really hungry? Do I know when my next meal is planned? Can I get from A to B? Not because I don't deserve that snack or I can't afford that snack. It's not about that. It's about the shame that I might open the door to if I'm feeling like I did something not quite right. I don't know if that makes sense to you. It's kind of like I stay on my food plan. I stay in the boundaries, and I'll talk to you about my food plan. I stay within the boundaries of my food plan most of the time. Number one, because it does maintain a healthy body weight, and I'm, and I, I'm grateful for that. You know, I, I want to be at a healthy body weight. But also because come Saturday morning, when it's my turn to step on the scale, I'm in fear. I'm pretty sure I've gained weight every single time. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get on that scale and I'm going to be up. And before I, before I get on that scale, I just have to think to myself, did I do my part? Did I do my part? Did I follow my plan? Did I report? Did I, was, was I accountable? Did I do my part? That's why I have this food plan. That's why I have this abstinence, so that, that, that the shame isn't there. You know what? I did the best I could. I followed my plan. Was it perfect? Never. It's never perfect. There's always some kind of a deviation or a shadow of a deviation or something that makes me think that I should have gained weight because that's, 
kind of how I feel about myself. You know, that's the work that we're doing. We all walk in here very, very damaged. And that's what I'm trying to do in here is to really just annihilate the shame that comes with this disease. Oh, I think about my friend, you know, who did that to himself. Just the shame so big and so deep. And we do not deserve that. When somebody says, have a piece of cake, you deserve that. I don't deserve that. I don't I don't deserve what those what that disease is gonna say in my head if I take a bite of that. I don't deserve that. We don't deserve that. So my food plan. So that's my so that's my abstinence, right? My abstinence is uh, it, it it is from May twenty fourth, two thousand four. Perfect. Perfect. I actually had, I actually started a little bit earlier than that and I had a, a day when I was making some fruit and my sponsor said to me, oh, so I was making some fruit, I was, I was slicing some pineapple and I popped a couple in my mouth, which is what we do, we pop, we pop food in our mouth compulsively, it's what we do. And um, when I was talking to her on the phone, I said, you know, I was thinking because outside of that three meals and two snacks, I did this and she, and I said, I don't, I don't know what to think about that and she said, well, for me, if I lick the knife when I'm making the kids a peanut butter sandwich, that's a snack. It's either a snack or a meal. What's it going to be? Because it's, it's, if it goes in your mouth, it's a snack or a meal. But it's up to you. And I decided then that I wanted to be clean, and so I started over. And I, was, I had been a few weeks into it. Um, and, it and it's like that for me. And it's been like that ever since that day. You know, I've had very hard days where maybe I thought I need a snack of a banana, and it's turned it to five. And that's the truth. You know, some days I just need that banana. I can't put the plug in the jug and walk away. Three times a day, I, I have to eat, right? I mean, this is where it's different and I think really harder um, than in Alcoholics Anonymous or NA or some of those other programs that I walk into is I can put down, I haven't had speed since I walked into these rooms. I haven't had any kind of a diet pill. I haven't had to take a lax. I haven't needed any of those tools, right? Those are my tools before I started here. But um, I still have to eat. And some days, you know what, the best I can do is to stay abstinent. And I'm grateful for that. And, I'm, and did I do my part? Yeah, I did the best I could. Sometimes that is the best I can do. So my, so my food plan, um, for me, I just do what works. And this is only what works for me. And I get that everybody is very, very different. I, I, have, I don't want any kind of judgment around anybody else's food. I, I don't need to judge. I have a hard enough time with Allison right here. So, um, and what else did I want to say? There's something I want to say. Hold on. Mm, it'll come. Okay. Uh, so my food plan is. There's just a thought in the background, and I apologize. My uh, food plan is okay. All right. Um, for me. Wow. Okay. Thank you. For me. Um, I am a very, I have learned in these rooms that I'm a very sensitive woman. I'm sensitive to sight, I'm sensitive to touch, I'm sensitive to smells, I smell everything. I'm sensitive to sounds, you know, um, good and bad. I am, I'm just a very sensitive, hyper, hyper sensual woman. I feel all of my senses, I feel them all, right? And I wake up every morning starving, starving, starving. I'm starving. I 
have to fill myself up before I eat. I have to fill myself up with lovely sounds. I have to fill myself up with, um, I have to take a walk or ride my bike. I like the feel of that wind on me. I fill myself up with words. I open up that book. I read the book. I fill myself up by cleaning out my mind. I put that pen to paper and I write and I write and I talk to my sponsees and I listen and we get brave together every day, right? We are warriors here. This is a very serious disease. I, so so that, that's it for me. I'm just a very sensual, I think of myself, and I know this sounds crazy, hello. Um, <laughs> if, you have a, if you have a thoroughbred horse, and you're gonna race that horse, and you expect a certain performance out of that horse, are you gonna feed it donuts? Hell no. You're gonna feed it a very sensitive, disciplined, practical, um, diet that works for that horse, right? And you're probably going to feed that horse the same thing all the time, right? That's the truth. That's how it is for me. When I'm at optimum performance, right, I'm so filled with joy. I'm so filled with love. I'm so filled with the willingness and the ability to love other people and to give service and to be of service and to help and to walk through the day brave, right? But if I'm eating garbage, guess what that does to my soul? That, that doesn't feed me. That's not feeding the part of me that really God uses. So I brought this. So I had to show you this because they're quirky. Like there are only, I really, there's not a lot of summer fruit I can eat. I, I'm just, fruit is really sweet for me. I, I have a problem with some fruits. So, you know, apples and oranges are pretty safe and every day I kind of have the same thing. But I have to peel my orange in the morning and put it in a baggie because when I'm hungry, I'm not willing to peel it. And that's the truth. When I'm hungry, I'm going to walk, you know, down to the cafeteria and get some fruit salad because it's easier which doesn't make sense, but again, that's a demon in my head, or that's the disease in my head just telling me that that makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but when I'm hungry, I can't make sense. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. So I wanted to show you this, too, because I eat the same thing every morning, although I haven't the last couple of days here in the hotel, and it's been nice. Uh, although I was walking across with my little tray, with my little plate with um, melon and eggs on it, and I thought, mm, that's kind of a lot of eggs. And so I, I don't know, it made me like run to the table faster, and I spilled a little bit of egg. But I was just glad I didn't get it on me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's compulsive behavior around food. It's like, eat your eggs, Allison. It's not that big of a crying out loud. But anyway. Um, like, I, was, I don't know. Like, people were going to say, hey, that's four eggs, and you committed. <laughs> and I did, I said, eggs. <laughs> Every morning, this is my breakfast break. I make this. I've been eating this for years now. Every day I eat it, it's the best breakfast I ever had. <laughs> I take a bite, I take a little bit of sip of coffee. Mmm, I love it so much. I love my breakfast break. And I make it, it's oats, egg whites, and fruit. For me, it's pumpkin. Look at how many orange palms, because I eat pumpkin every day. <laughs> but you know what? It works for me. I eat this, I don't think about it until it's time for breakfast. Oh, and then I get excited, right? But, um, and I make a few of them. 
more than a few. And I put them in the refrigerator or I put them in the freezer and every day I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I don't have to think about it. See, that's the key to one of my successes is to stop the negotiations. Just stop negotiating. You get 1,200 calories. That's what I get, 1,200 calories. If I want to exercise harder, which I do not, then I can, then I can eat a little bit more, right? But it's not personal. It's science. Calories in, energy out. Body weight. It's that easy. It's that simple. It's not easy. It's not easy. So I, I wanted to bring some examples of my food plan because pretty. Oh, and you know what? Hey, I have tickets for dinner and for breakfast that I'm not going to use. I'm going to pass this around to you guys if you want. If you want to go to dinner, um, <laughs> we have to leave early because my daughter-in-law is in labor, having a baby, and my mother-in-law fell. And you know what? If I can't stay here, I just can't think about. Like I know, you know, I know who I am today. So we're leaving. So anyway, um, it, where am I? Uh, oh, my food plan. Okay. So my food plan is uh, no recreational sugar for obvious reasons, right? Uh, my food plan is no deep fried foods. And that was really tricky to me. I like anything crunchy. I've learned I'm very textural. I like crunchy things. I love creamy things. Creamy things. Down my throat, warm cooning. I love that. Ice cream, you know, when it's just like... I just love the feeling of creamy. Okay, so there, there's that. Uh, so that's out. Summer fruit full of you know sugar. These are not. If I eat summer fruit, am I, am I losing my abstinence? No. Is it going to make me crazy? Yeah, it's going to make me crazy. Um, so I eat in the. So I eat. Okay, measured amounts of protein in the afternoon and in the in the, well every every meal a measured amount of protein. Um, veg lots of vegetables, two fruits a day. If I need a snack, I'll take an extra orange or apple, or sometimes I'll take out of my lunch and save it for a little bit later if I have something that I need to do. I use uh, this online service called fatsecret.com. I think there's a few of them that are out there where I go in and I um, just say, this is what I'm going to eat for breakfast, this is what I'm going to eat for lunch, this is what I'm going to eat for dinner, and it measures the calories for me so that I know I'm staying within my calorie intake. Uh, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. I eat a lot of the same things frequently. Most nights I have some kind of roasted vegetables, zucchini, just because the truth is that as I, as I walk further, as I gain time in program, I'm just more willing to admit that um, I just can't eat a lot of foods moderately. You know, I, I just don't have the ability. Everything is bingeable, really. <laughs> Everything is bingeable. So, and I like at the end of a meal to have a little bit of a full belly. I know a lot of people can eat moderate. I see people eat moderately all the time. For me, that's really not my experience. I like to have, if at lunchtime and at breakfast, you know what, I eat those meals and I'm fine with it. I have a cup of coffee and I kind of want to, but you know, in the evening I like to have something that makes me a little bit drowsy. That's the truth. And so zucchini, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, green beans, my lucky husband, and three <laughs> ounces of chicken or five ounces of turkey, or one of those little veggie patties, like those black bean veggie patties. Um, but I go out, you know, when we, we're here, we're going out to dinner. Last night we went out, I had chicken and vegetables. They had a lot of olive oil on them, and my stomach knew it. Like, I'm not used to eating that food. It was yummy. <laughs> yummy going down. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my food plan is pretty boring. It's up, it's up to you. It's, it's really your decision. Everybody is different. Everybody has different foods that trigger them. I found out once I ate some um, grape leaves. 
who would have thought? But when I ate the grape leaves, I went back to work and I had to, call, I had to go out and call my sponsor from this meeting because they have like these trays of uh, melon, watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe. And um, first of all, I saw them, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I just come back from lunch. And I saw them, I'm like, oh, I'm hungry for that fruit right now. And that, those grape leaves, um, they, they were a huge trigger for me. I literally was looking at that fruit and I could see like the, the glistening sugar sweat of the watermelon. No, no lie, I called her and I said, man, I'm looking and I'm like hallucinating looking at that fruit. And I found that it's not just the grape leaves, it's the grapes. So actually grapes is on my, um, if I were to eat grapes, I, would, I wouldn't consider myself abstinent because I couldn't stop. I have a, f- a profile picture on Facebook of a monkey eating grapes. <laughs> you know? Hummus, it's like crack to me. There are foods that are just, they're just like crack. Like theoretically, I could maintain my abstinence and eat a Taco Bell every day. I don't have to have the hard shells. I can have the soft shells. Tortillas come in soft shells. And all none of that stuff is on my, there's no recreational sugar. Well, there is. There's the churros. But for the most part, there's no recreational sugar at Taco Bell. I could do it. I could eat there if that's what I choose to do. If, if the demons get and the disease gets so loud in my head, it may be one day I find myself at Taco Bell. And there's one right down the corner from my house, FYI, <laughs> right there. They had a sign up there. Oh, never mind. They're open a really long time now. They're open late into the night right now. Anyway, fourth meal. Did you see that campaign where Taco Bell said fourth meal? God. <laughs> <laughs> Our society, and I live with another compulsive overeater. Our society is, see, and this is where my disease takes me. This, no, actually this is where recovery takes me. Because our society says, eat what you want. You deserve it. Go ahead. Have a fourth meal. Hey, have a little hamburger. Drive on through. It's easy. It's easy. Come on. Have something. Eat. No problem. Right? That's what. That's what all the signs. Oh my gosh! Like I see billboards with C's candy, a box of C's candy, and my eyes are just sucked into it. You know where I see a? I'll see a Lay's potato chip truck in my head. I'm triggered by all that stuff. Before program. I was over that stimulation. If I thought, oh, I would really love a salad from East, Feast from the East, I'd call and say, I, I gotta go to Westwood. You know, I'd just deviate my day to have a food that I would think about that I was powerless over. And society tells us that it's okay to eat like this, but then it tells us that we're that we're that we should be ashamed of our bodies. That if we're at a 21 BMI, that is too heavy. It's just another five pounds, just another 10 pounds. Like every time you turn around, they're setting up these models and these women who look perfect and setting that as the goal for us. Like that's the gold standard of what women are supposed to look like. So that, my friends, is insane. That's insane. I, I can't eat whatever I want and I can't look like Cindy Crawford. Neither of those. What can I do? I can come to a meeting when I start to think about either one of those too much. I can pick up the phone, I can pick up my tools, I can take it seriously, and always, more than anything else, is take the time in the morning to be fed. Connect with my God, 
get my marching orders for the day. You know, I don't always want my marching orders. And sometimes the, the last thing I want to do is connect with my God and say, what's, what's on the agenda today? Because it's often something that my selfish self-centered doesn't want to. She really doesn't want to. Always, if I do what I'm supposed to do, even minimally, I'm just a much happier woman. I say minimally because I think, you know, some days staying abstinent is a little bit more difficult than other days. Some days the best I can do is to stay abstinent, but always um, the reward is in being in these rooms, being in recovery, connecting with my God, eating clean food, staying away from those, those things that are going to kill me. Recreational sugar will kill me. This disease can kill me if I'm not willing to, to work my program. So that's it. Thank you for letting me be a service. I need my readers. Hey. Uh, the format for this session is as, oh, I did that all right. The topic, oh, I will now draw questions from the Ask a Basket for up to five minutes. Do we even have that? Okay, good. Uh, we now have three-minute shares. Please stick to the topic and stop sharing at the end of three minutes. You must sign the release form before, sh before sharing, after sharing is fine. No? Is it before? Yeah, go for it. Do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Michelle, compulsive reader. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Can you talk more about summer fruits? Oh, my God. What those fruits are? <laughs> Can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been 10 years now, right? And it seems like every year I had a new fruit. Add to the list, new fruit that I couldn't handle. And, you know, I used to, I used to kind of have a lot of shame about that, you know, that I couldn't handle that fruit. Um, I don't anymore. You know, fruit is filled with sugar. Anytime I have a piece of fruit of any kind, I'm playing with fire, right? That's my part. Take that, and that's part of that searching and fearless moral inventory. Like, I know that stuff. I know that fruit has sugar in it. Like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that, you know, sugar is not good for me. I know that. But somehow, I want to play with fire. So, so summer fruit, I just learned the hard way. I just learned the hard way. Apricots are the most central fruit in the entire... No. Yeah, maybe apricots. I have to think about that. There's a lot of fruits. Uh, apricots, they're like fuzzy on the outside and mushy on the inside. Oh, my gosh. And we had an apricot tree where I could go out to the tree and they'd be all underneath the tree and warm. <laughs> like, And if you just... There's that little split like a... But <laughs> right? you throw out the pit, and just it's like one half is perfect, mouthful. That my, that is like an elixir. It's like a nectar of the gods. I could spend all day long eating apricots. I could get so full of apricots that my tummy would hurt, and I keep eating apricots until I called my. Oh, let's talk about that one. Until I called my sponsor and said, I can't stop eating apricots. How many calls has she gotten in the car? I just ate a whole pack of dried figs. Of course she did. <laughs> One day, I'm like, I'm having a snack of blueberries. I'm in the car. Uh -oh. I'm on my way home. 
I, she said, I said, I'm having a snack of blueberries. She said, how much? <laughs> I said, I'm going to eat the whole carton. She said, how much? I said, 64 ounces. <laughs> I couldn't stop. Blueberries. And she said, girl, maybe you need to think the next time you eat blueberries that that's a part of your abstinence. I said, I said, no, no. I'm not willing to put, I am willing to put grapes. I am willing to put grapes. I'm not willing to put blueberries on there, but I haven't eaten them in about four years. I'm not willing to put raspberries on there. And I actually have eaten them a couple of times in a, in a measured amount, but you know what? I'm scared of raspberries. But they're so fuzzy. <laughs> they're so delicate and fuzzy. I love textures in my mouth. And summer fruit has all those elements. Pineapple. Did you know that if you eat a lot of pineapple, you'll burn your mouth? Yes. Did you know that? I'm living proof <laughs> that I will burn my mouth on pineapple. So uh, every so grapes, the grapes, the grapes came off quickly. First it was the pineapple, then it was the grapes that came off very quickly. Then I think one year it was those figs, just the dried figs. Although I'm afraid of, I love real, real figs. They're so fuzzy, and you open them up and they're mushy. We had a fig tree too. See, a lot of that is like emotional eating because I can remember being very young with that fig tree and just shoving those figs. Down. And that, well, and that was really comforting. I, like a lot of you, you know, we're here for a reason, come from a pretty traumatic and abusive childhood to go out underneath an apricot or fig tree and just fill it with something warm and lovely and comforting. You know, it worked. It worked. So, did that answer the question? Yeah. Please. Do you mind taking one more question? No, fine. Um, so, first of all, I appreciate your sharing and um, honesty. So, have, I missed the first few minutes, but have you had to kind of, not just with foods you take away, but as you, as the aging process happens, adjust what you can eat? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Twice, twice, where, you know, my zone. So, yeah, I, I mean, I have a zone of where I like to weigh. Really, 155 is the healthiest body weight possible, right? And it used to be that, and I say used to be, that my zone was that five pound was one, when I first came to program, I was actually 263, right? But for me, about 155 is really good. And for years, I was at between 150 and 155. And so when I started to get up to 155, I had to take a little bit of an inventory, you know, and just be really kind of clear about what I was eating and do what works, do what works, just do what works. And so I did that, and, and then there came a time when, probably around my 50th birthday, where I just, you know what, it was up. No matter what I did, it was up, and it was up, and it was up. And I had to really take stock of, and um, there was some low-hanging fruit that I needed to let go of. It was very clear I needed to let go of cream in my coffee. And, and that was it. I, I, and, and I was willing because of the shame. I had so much shame in my head about not being at that lower end, right? Like this was my zone and I was always up high and I was so ashamed that that's suffering. When they say to the other people who still suffer, that's the suffering, is the shame that I felt of not being able to, to manage that. Or, and so I gave up the cream in my coffee. It was clear. It happened again then a few years later and um, I actually gave up a salad dressing that I was in love with, Ken's Vidalia. I just, I, I, and I, and it's interesting, I gave it up for Lent, um, 
I first got abstinent on Easter Sunday in 2004, and so it seemed like every time a Lent came around, it just gave me the spiritual um, energy to say, let me see if I can put this down for 40 days, and then, you know, really after three, I was done with it. And so I gave up those salad dressings. That was a real issue, too. Um, so, yeah, and the truth is, this last time, I'm going to say about two years ago, my weight went up, just kind of kept going up, and it was up to, like, 160 and I would talk to my sponsor, talk to my sponsor, you know, is there something I can do? Is there something I can give up? Should I exercise more? And the truth of it is now, no, I'm staying between 155 and 160. My, my five pound, it just had to go up a little bit. You know, the insanity of trying to bring it down and that feeling of powerlessness, because I couldn't. I just couldn't, no matter what, that's where I was going to weigh. At 56 years old, you know what, I just had to give it up. Because what I was really what I was bashing up against was vanity. So, yeah. I'm Joe, compulsive eater. Hi, Hi. Hi. Could you talk a little bit more about accountability in that you actually commit your food to your sponsor in the morning and then you know review at night versus just you know how's your food kind of thing and then if you have a oh no 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 not my sponsor not my sponsor. Not my sponsor. What did we just do the other day? Just the other day, I... Something. I ate something. What was I eating? What oh, was your I your salad was bad. And I wanted to replace it with a like lunch. Yeah. And I really wanted cottage cheese and oatmeal. And she said... No, Allison, that's a salad. That's green. You have to replace it with something green. And I said, green beans and cottage cheese? I don't want that. So we, I said, how about scrambled eggs? She said, okay. But I have to, so, so it happens where I, oftentimes it will happen that, um, not very frequently though, I have to tell you, most days my food, is, my food is ready in the morning before I even take my walk. My food is packed, it's planted, it's packed. I plan it and I, I um, go into Fat Secret and I can download it. Oh, I'm so ashamed. I'm kind of ashamed to sit, tell you how compulsive I am. I download it onto an Excel spreadsheet and then I clean it up a little bit before I send it off. But oh. um, you send it to your sponsor. That's what I, I send it to my sponsor the night before. I do a 10th step every night and I send her my food as well. And I go into Fat Secret because I can't be vague. Like, I lived for years being very vague. I didn't know what I needed because I didn't know what I was thinking. If I knew what I was thinking, I might have been thinking a little differently. But, um, and so I have to be really clear about, uh, first of all, clear about 1,200 calories, Allison. Sometimes it's a little bit more. You know, on the weekends, um, usually on Sunday, I like to have a cocktail with my dinner. I deserve it. <laughs> I really do. Um, so on Sundays, it might be a little bit more. If I'm going out to dinner, it's a little bit different, but for the most part, I could give you a week in advance of what I'm going to eat because I've gone to the market and I've purchased my food and I have it ready to prepare and I keep it simple. I, you know what, I, I'm a very good cook, a very good cook. And for many years, I really tried to have something kind of exciting and sexy every day and look at how easy it is. I can say abstinent, I can still eat these foods all the I want. And you know what, I just got crazy trying to always have something original or different. And so I, um, 
the night before, I go in and I plan out my food and I send it to my sponsor. There are times when it just doesn't work out that way for whatever reason. Typically, I have a piece of fruit with my lunch in case my schedule gets screwed up so that I can eat that piece of fruit as a snack in between if I have to, if there's some reason that the time is, is deviating. But I have to be accountable. I'm a liar. You know, I'm, I'm a liar and that's the truth. I was a liar as a kid. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more willing, 
Um, and I've seen, like, you know, the road gets narrower as, you know, as I go deeper, but um, I count my food. I don't exactly count the calories, but it's been, you know, I know that if I'm eating more than, you know, what my body needs, I'm overeating. I'm doing it because I, you know, I'm trying to get that effect that food gives me. Like it talks about in the big book, um, the effect that we get from from the alcoholic. It's the same for me with the food. And um, it's just, it's. I love that OA has, you know, you work it out with your sponsor. You work it out with your higher power. You you know, you figure out, like, like what works for you and what doesn't, but you don't do it by yourself, and, you know, I, like, I love your recovery, it just, you know, like, you're one of my people when I was new that inspired me, you know, and helped me get abstinent, and, you know, I, I'm so grateful to be at this convention, because it's, you know, it's like that willing to go to any length, that somebody else said earlier, like, you know, I want to stay abstinent. My life is getting so much better than it's ever been as an adult. And, you know, I want to, I want to hang on to that. So I'm really grateful I'm here. I'm glad I got to hear you this morning. Thank you. Hi, my name is Stacy. I'm a personal reader. Hi, Stacy. Hi, everybody. Um, I've been in OA for a year now, and um, I... Um, I came to the conference, this is my first convention, and um, I really was excited to see that this was, I just got here this morning, I, was, I came a little late this morning, and so I was, glad I, I was glad that this was, I was really excited that I made it in time for this particular session, because I'm really interested in um, food plan, because I feel like it's, I really need, it's like now time to sort of look at my food plan and make some changes. Um, when I first got into OA, um, I, and, and I really appreciate your share, because um, I got so much out of it. And I, I get so much out of so many shares, and I, every meeting I get so much out of, but I really appreciated specifics of what you talked about, especially with your food, and um, that's what I was looking for, for this meeting. And um, when I first got in, I think, um, had I heard had I heard something really specific. And I was looking for specificity. I was looking for, because you know, that's what we know. We know the diet plans. And we, and, and we want, we are, are the, the, the disease wants the simple answer. We want, well, just give it to me. Give it to, give to me what I can do simply to be 100 pounds thinner. So I can like go, to, go home and do that quickly. Which, is, which I know is not the answer. And I've been here in a way. And I, I'm, there's still part of me that's still looking for that. And I didn't come to the meeting looking for that necessarily, but there's still part of me that continues to sort of look for that. And when I came to the, the meetings at first, I was looking for that. And had someone said to me, you know, okay, well, stop eating all these things and eat this reduction of amount and do this amount of exercise, I would have said, well, I'll see you guys. But what they said to me was, you know, welcome, you know, welcome home and we love you and we're here to support you and we're here to help you figure it out for you and we're here to help you go through the steps and work this out for your life and they just keep saying that over and over and over again every week and I've been and it took me all it's taken me a year to go through steps one and two and I just started step three 
and I've been, you know, I go back and forth beating myself up over the fact that, you know, I see other people coming after me who, like, are on step four, and I'm like, damn it, I'm only on step three, and they're on step four. You know, and, and then my sponsor is like, and you've read essays about people, or you've read things about people who've gone through the steps really quickly and lost 100 pounds and then gained it back and gained more. So there's no, it's not a race, and you have to do it at your own pace. But I guess what I'm, what I'm realizing is that, you know, the answer, the answer for me is like, I need to be where I'm at. And I did lose, the, the reality is, I lost 20 pounds and I'm still coming back. session. Let's thank all who have done service for this session. Please stand and join hands as we close with the third step prayer. Who's always here? God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help, of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. 
May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back. It works as you work it and you're worth it. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.